It's where we'll spend the most money. It's where we'll spend most of our time tinkering. This is Midfielders, part two of the Bandits Broadcast pre-season podcasts. Again, like yesterday's um, Defender and Goalkeeper podcast, we're going to go in price order um, and then maybe grouping players together um, where it's a bit more relevant. Um, so starting right at the top, um, the only player this season priced at 12.5 um, in the midfielder section um, is Salah. Kind of exactly what kind of we would expect it price-wise. Um, so it's the same price as Kane, um, 0.5 more than the, the other boys on 12. Block is going to get you close to 30 returns a season. Really good fixtures to start with. Um, captainable, the first two in particular, which are Norwich and Burnley. Uh, and there's enough kind of in the medium term as well where you think that it's kind of a no-brain to just kind of hold on there. His ownership is is 50% basically already. Um, very little reason. This is one of the players where if I don't see him in a draft, and people have tried to be clever, whether that be with Jota or kind of some, someone else, even Mane we'll talk about in a second, but the team instantly just looks bad. I look at that team and I look look at my team um, and, and just comparing Salah with anybody, um, I instantly feel like I've got an advantage over them. Because even when you look at kind of, obviously Kane's at the same price, it's going to be difficult to kind of fit kind of three of these big premium guys in. Ken, Ken shouldn't be an option, game week one. Um, so he's not really in the discussion. So you really are kind of looking between kind of three of these guys. No, well, two of these guys at the top. So we've got Salah at 12-5, Mane, KDB, Bruno, um, and then there's Sterling and Son, also double figures, slightly cheaper, but still kind of, you'd really struggle to get three of these in, I think. Um, and, and again, KDB's injured. Um, Ken's who knows where. Um, so you you really only look left with kind of picking between Salah, Mane, Bruno, and then kind of a push Sterling um, for your kind of two two premiums, which I think is kind of why we've seen such high kind of ownership of Salah and Bruno. Um, so they're both basically at fifty percent at the minute. Um, I think the the only kind of argument you kind of got to kind of go away from the template is if you are on a really short wild card, if you are kind of looking at game week three or four as your kind of wild card press and which you which you would if you're doing that you kind of i'd be saying you you want to plan that kind of look at that three three game week window pick the players in that window and one of those one of those could be Manet. i could see justification for picking Manet over bruno assuming you were on the early wild card he finished the season much better um in the last five game weeks he got 40 points to bruno's 25 um, it was three goals and two assists, whereas Bruno had quite quite end of the season with two and one. Um, obviously, he missed the, the, the game with the, the kind of mad triple game week. Or he actually ended up missing two, I think, didn't he? I think he came on in one um, and, and missed one completely. Um, but kind of stats in, in general, kind of across the board, is kind of what you'd expect, I suppose. Um, kind of Mane's had more of the big chances, um, more shots in the box. Um, but then Bruno takes more shots generally. Um, they're, they're usually out of the box. Um, and then he's got the penalties. I think the kind of long term, if you look at a 38-game week window, I, I don't think there's a chance kind of 
Bruno gets pipped by Mane across the season. But but in a three-game week window, Man United's first two are Leeds and Southampton compared with Norwich and Burnley. Um, it, it just feels kind of an easy easy kind of pick across the season but there's a there's a decent shout there I think to go really early but then I think it's as soon as game week three you'd be moving on um, whether that be wild carding or even just using your transfer they are the same price hopefully we haven't seen too much price changes on the two players kind of over those two games which you could even just kind of move between them um Gertie B's been ruled out um it's an ankle injury. It sounds like it could be for a few weeks um, alongside the third. And that was the very recent kind of press conference announcement. Um, so that leaves us down, down then to Sterling. I mean, we'll kind of talk about City as a whole here. I think it's probably the best place to, to kind of go. Um, so you've got Sterling at 11 um, and then the, the rest of the options, Mares 9, Grealish 8, Foden 8, Um under one at seven five, Torres at seven, Bernardo at seven, and then the DMs. So kind of Sterling. Um, I I disagree with his pricing a little bit. Um, he didn't have the season that you kind of want as a kind of top premium player. Bearing in mind he's only one million less than someone like Bruno, um, who was the highest scoring player in the game, um, whereas Sterling. Got 150. Um, bearing in mind the three seasons before he'd, he'd gone over 200. He's basically been priced safely because they know he can kind of hit that kind of high. He just doesn't look in kind of Pep's good books, let's be honest. It just kind of in and out of favour all the time. Um, you don't want an 11 million player to not be nailed. Um, it's just unjustifiable to see him see him in a team and, and, and look he's, he's probably not even going to start the season so we we shouldn't really waste much time talking about him at all um, someone that will be starting the season uh, Mares um, at 9 million kind of appearing in more and more teams he's had a really good pre-season played basically every game and kind of seems to be getting returns in all of them as well look uh, when Mares is playing he's absolute gold um, his problem is obviously playtime in terms of points per stat sorry points per starts he he's on par with Salah and Bruno um the point is you're getting much less starts um but i i think it's it's completely fine and good to pick him um i think people are overlooking city generally just because they've got a semi hard fixture in the first game with Tottenham but after then game week 2 i think there'll be a rush to get city guys in they've got Norwich um, and then Arsenal Leicester Southampton which aren't aren't bad games by any stretch of the imagination. They're still favourites for the title. Um, they ran away with it last season. I don't know why we're not seeing more more than one play, one sky blue shirt in our teams. Um, another one I'm looking at um, is Torres. He could be... Everything's obviously up in the, up in the air at the moment with Kane. Um, it's kind of feeling more and more unlikely as kind of time goes on. So what we could have in Torres is City's starting striker at 7 million listed as a mid and earned by less than 5% of managers. He's not been talked about much at all. Um, he got his first start in pre-season at the weekend, so he's ready. He's in my team and I, I kind of 
I'm shocked he's not in more. Maybe it's because people are going for the semi. Like I get it, Mares is at least for the first three because of the amount of players that are out and kind of one would expect people to come back. You have to think he gets at least the first three starts. Whereas with Torres, you, you realistically are looking two and three just generally. Um, but Pep obviously loves him. He spoke so highly of him. Like when he was talking about kind of Aguero leaving and things, obviously he was saying he's impossible to replace. But he also touted Torres, Torres saying we might already have the guy here um, that he could be the dude number nine. Obviously, Jesus is there. Um, he's still got 2,000 minutes last season. Um, but he's not really, he's not touched preseason yet. Um, so you've got at least an early window there where I think Torres will definitely get starts. Um, Foden is injured as well, like I say. Um, Grealish at 8 million. Look, he could be the, the one that kind of completely steals Sterling's minutes this year and makes Sterling a complete non option. Fantastic player. I always like to wait and see on new signings. Um, even if it's just up until first wildcard, um, which I think, generally speaking, is probably going to be fairly early this season compared to others. Um, they do have some fairly rough fixtures after kind of game week six. They've got Chelsea and Liverpool back to back. Um, so you might not be rushing to kind of get City guys in there. Um, so, so maybe it's a full kind of wait and see on Grealish. Um, but the player that kind of stand out, if you kind of want to play it a bit safer, um, if you can do such a thing with City guys, um, Gundogan is his stats are off the page whenever KDB is not involved. He, he just fills in for KDB brilliantly and gets the goals. He, he was the leading goal scorer for City last season. Um, all right, it was only 13, but the point is his goal involvement when KDB is not around, he just has to push forward um, and finds himself involved all the time. He's constantly in the box, isn't he? When you're watching him, um, could be on pens. Um, it doesn't really matter because there don't seem to get many. Um, but he's seven five, so he's been bumped up a bit from five five last season, obviously, um, rightly so. But seven five is still kind of cheap compared to these kind of the, the, the Mara's at nine. Um, I think I'd honestly, I, I think Mara's, I get it. Um, you probably you're looking for a bit of a hot streak there whilst you can. Um, you might not be able to own in again. Um, with Gundogan, you're at least going to get even the starts when KDB comes back. You might not get that with Mahrez, um, and you're paying a million and a half more for him. And who knows, Gundogan could still... This is the this is the point. Gundogan's got showing nothing to prove that he, he can't keep pace with the kind of likes of Mahrez or, or even Sterling when they're, they're all starting. Um, he's that good, um, particularly when KDB's not around. Next up then at 10 um, is Son. Um, so who knows? It could be the, the main guy completely, um, depending on what happens there. Um, but at the minute, if we just kind of assume that it's kind of a business as usual, um, you're still getting a brilliant pick at 10 million. Um, I think it's probably, it's, I don't know if it's the psychological thing um, of, of bumping up to the, the double figures, um, but, but 10 I think is completely fair uh, for Son. I mean, he reached... Kind of nine six and, and nine seven the, the two seasons before, um, but he he tops he, he topped twenty returns. Well, he got bags of returns last season. He got twenty eight um, total. That was significantly over his xG and xA. Um, 
like his XG was only eleven, um, and he managed seventeen goals. Like, yes, he's a clinical finisher, um, and that proves in the, in those stats. Um, but overperforming by six is an anomaly. Um, the world class players. I mean, I'm talking the messes of the world will consistently overperform their XG, but not even by that many. And and then kind of they'll do it maybe by three, four a season. Um going over by by six in one year makes me think maybe we can expect a little bit less. And the same goes for his XA. It was slightly slightly over in that as well. Even if he expects it to come down a bit, so if even if he kind of drops off to kind of I don't know kind of 20 returns total. Um, that's still that's still acceptable for that price. There are just one too many question marks um, above Spurs at the minute. Um, who knows if Nuno is going to be very attacking at all. Um, there might not be the possibility of someone getting 20 plus returns in that team, depending on how they're set up. Um, that sounds a bit harsh, but if they are going for a big strike up front, like they have, um, and if it is Kane, then, then maybe kind of Sun's kind of returns slow down a bit. It's purely hypothetical. It, it could be complete nonsense, um, but the point is that it's something to worry about and you don't have things to worry about with other picks. Um, he, he's in more and more teams. Um, he's in 20% of teams, which is fine. Uh, the first fixtures are stinker um, against City, um, but then they've got fairly decent ones after that, but I kind of just want to see what's going on there. Uh, there's the two Man U boys, um, 9-5, Rashford, and, of course, Sancho's now in. Um, Rashford's injured, um, so there's no no discussion there uh, needed. Um, and Sancho is going to come into training on Monday. Um, despite what the optimist might think, I, it's an early Saturday kickoff. I'd be shocked if he was starting um, at the weekend. He might get a bench appearance, Um Generally speaking, though, um, I, th- I think really good pick. He's been priced kind of exactly kind of where I thought he would be. Um, some, some people were going for extraordinary prices, kind of, kind of eleven plus. It's kind of that's that's not it. The, kind of what we should expect here is kind of maybe like Ericsson return in terms of seasons gone by, which is kind of right for that price and kind of what you'd expect for that price. Um, and then if they have a really good season, just generally the team. Then, then maybe we could get a kind of 200-point season, which is really good for a 9-5 player. Um, I'm not starting with them um, for either of these guys. For, well, Rashford for obvious reasons. Then Sancho, yeah, I just don't think he's going to be ready. Um, and then the City guys we've talked about, well, Maris we've talked about, he's the only one at 9. Then there's Kai Havertz at 8-5. Um, um, Pulisic at 8 as well. Might as well group them together. Um, I've talked about Chelsea quite a bit on the defenders um, podcast yesterday. Again, too many question marks um, and really bad fixtures to start with. Um, I've got quite high expectations of um, Havertz and Chelsea in general, especially if they can get someone like, if. well, it sounds like Lukaku's here, um, basically done. Someone like, I, I think he'll transform Chelsea um, and that, that will be all they need to truly kind of be title contenders. So to have the kind of, the guy behind him, the guy making the chances um, at 8-5, could be a snip, um, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. That's not going to happen straight away. And they've got really four stinking fixtures in the first six. After that, it's completely fine. We'll know by then if they are the real deal, and that's where we can get them in. Like Pulisic at eight, um, we know he can justify that price if he starts. Um, it doesn't look like 
he's ever going to get those consistent minutes. Uh, and then just on Chelsea as well, there's kind of there's not really a lot of point in me wasting time kind of talking about the rest because it's the, the same story. Um, Mount, you know, we I can see him kind of becoming FPL old if you can actually match. So like, unlike Son, he's the kind of other way. He's actually where underperforms um, his XG and XA to kind of totals about 17 returns last season um, when he actually managed 13. So it's kind of four under there where if we'd have matched that and actually got that, that would be maybe thinking about him a bit differently. I'm not seeing him in many teams at all. Again, England, so who knows if he'll even even be kind of straight in game week one. Probably not. Um, and then apart from that, there's no real kind of other options here um, that we should be thinking about, I don't think. Then we kind of get to the, what I like to think is like the fun kind of picks that we go from kind of 7-5 down. Um, a lot of the 7-5 guys are kind of players on the, the top teams um, with a high potential, but just aren't really kind of doing it. So they're priced kind of more than the sevens and the six fives, despite those the sevens and the six fives quite often having actually better stats. Um, but just because they're on worse teams or whatever, um, they're kind of being priced at a premium, um, almost like kind of premium of the mid range, as it were. So there's someone like Pepe, um, who obviously big price cut, um, but he's still a bit more than kind of other other players in this range. Um, yeah. What's to say about Pepe? You're kind of going purely on kind of instinct if you think he's going to turn it around. Um, there's nothing that, I mean, I could look through his his stats and nothing's going to tell you anything more than kind of what we already know. Um, I suspect his goal involvements was eight last season. Um, so he actually overperformed his stats. <laughs> You're purely relying on the fact that, yes, they don't have Europe, um, so they have to be better. Um, he also finished the season really strongly. <sighs> I don't like it. Uh, I, th- I think it's too much of a risk. Give me the first three game weeks. They've got Chelsea and City in that anywhere, um, so we'll see how that goes. I don't mind if you go... Some people are going for a like, ridiculously early wildcard, like literally wildcarding the second game week. Um and therefore, yeah, you have to be on, I guess, double, triple Arsenal with their first game being against Brentford. Pepe's one to watch, I think. I can't justify picking. I want to because he is quite, he's an exciting player. We all want him to do well, don't we, I think. But um, he's just not quite done it yet. Um, so Jota then, uh, we talked about Liverpool a bit already with um, Mane. Um, Firmino's playing really well in pre-season and just kind of, Klopp's proven that he doesn't like starting all four of them in attack. Jota is just the fourth man. Um, and now at 7-5, um, you're not able to kind of... There's a million more than he was last season. You're not able to stomach a benching as much these days. And as well, we had Jota at the kind of end of the season um, with the majority of the time. Or we either had him when there was injuries, so we knew he would start, or we had him at the end of the season when he was in and out, we could stomach the benching a bit more because we had 110 million budget rather than just 100. We had more money to play with, we had stronger benches. This time, minutes are so, at the start of the season, minutes are so important um, to have in your FPL team because 
I don't know about you, but kind of I might be stuck with a four-five mid or a four-row defender that I can't rely on, um, or even a four-five forward or whatever it is. Like for a lot of our benches, there's two on there where you just don't want them coming on at all. Um, so you've really got to limit the kind of risks and kind of rotation risks there. And I think Jota's just too much of that. Um, I, I'd rather see. Obviously, Tamiskas has come out as an option at four-row, um, and then Trent and Salah's nailed in. Most of our teams, I imagine. So I'd rather have my third level spot there um, rather than kind of risking it on on, on seven five million. And then, yeah, so the kind of sticking with the theme of the kind of top sides, the Pogba and Greenwood, um, are the, the last two remaining seven fives. Um, Greenwood sticks out to me a lot more. Um, Pogba, I just don't know what to do with. Um, I mean, like, look, if it wasn't Paul Pogba and he wasn't the name he was. The guy played 2,000 minutes last season and got nine returns. It's only three of those being good. Three goals. It's just not... It's not it. you got to remember kind of three, four seasons ago when he was priced the way he was, like the same as he is now, by the way, like barely more, eight or... He was on penalties. So the season he got 13 goals. It, 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 I think five of them were penalties. He's obviously not on them anymore. Um... So his his goal output's been completely shafted. Um, Greenwood's a different case. Um, so I mean, he got basically the same amount of returns as Pogba um, in slightly few few minutes. He's obviously super clinical. I mean, out of anyone that the kind of shots on target around this range, he gets like fifty fifty seven percent of his shots are on target. Um, that's kind of comparison with like. Bruner, um, that's how good it is. That's how high that kind of stat is. I think he'll get starts um, to the start of the season with. Uh, with Rashford being injured, I don't think Sancho's ready. Um, like Cavani might have a knock as well. Um, I would really see Martial get minutes all of a sudden. I don't think so. Um, so I think Greenwood will get starts, with, again, short term. as one of these early wildcarders if you are one. Um, then I like it. Uh, I've been in and out of him constantly. <laughs> oh my God. He's been in and out of my team constantly. Goodness gracious me. Swiftly moving on to the seven O's. Um, there's no one here. Uh, oh, no, no, no. What am I talking about? There's a kiddie fiddler um, in Sigurdsson. Um, he shouldn't be in your team. Um, and then there's... I'm sorry. He's uh, He hasn't... Nothing's been proven. Please uh, contact my lawyers if need be. Um, Zaha, I mean, it's the same every season. That there's nothing. He had quite a good season last season compared to the season before. I mean, he's started at 7 uh, for the last four seasons. Well, this is now the fifth consecutive season. Uh, I said last week, no, I said yesterday, sorry. I think we'll see more Palace shirts in our team this season than we have previously. Again, I've talked about the unknowns time and time again. We don't know what this team's going to look like. Um, uh, quite a few new signings in, new manager in that isn't an OAP. Oh, no, I love Roy. I shouldn't be mean to Roy. That's horrible. But <laughs> the fixtures are pretty horrible as well. I haven't seen him in any teams, and probably for good reason. Um, and then the only kind of other option at seven um, that I want to talk about is Barnes. He was rife with injuries last season um, but looks kind of assured to start he's kind of been starting all the preseason. season um, looks great in Community Shield um, 
amazing in that game. He's kind of making his move into more and more drafts. Um, I think people want some kind of Leicester representation or refuse to pay 10-5 for Vardy. Maybe the forward, the other forwards are a bit too risky. Um, but at seven, um, you can kind of easily cram him in, probably. Um, and I don't mind taking the risk there at all. These are the kind of, let's be honest, these are probably where we're going to end up spending our transfers. Uh, these are the kind of risky areas. Um, but Barnes has been kind of very consistent, kind of, 15-ish returns last couple of seasons um, and that's only with 2,000 minutes. So that's what I'm talking about with the kind of the, there's a direct comparison for you, the kind of to Pogba and Greenwood to to Barnes there. Barnes is cheaper but because he's on an in theory worse team um, despite having significantly better stats um, he's actually priced cheaper um, just because of the potential I suppose of Pogba and Greenwood whereas Barnes maybe we've seen the ceiling the thing is if you can get a full season in his belt you, you could be on for a mad season and it, like, completely kind of blow everyone else out of the water he'd be top 5 mid if you could keep that pace up I'm kind of talking myself into Harvey Barnes he's just great to watch as well and I love it you just got to pick players in your FBL team that you enjoy watching really let's, let's not kid ourselves onto the 6-5s the Arsenal guys are at the top of my list. I don't know why. Um, Will- <laughs> I had to ask Amy. Did it- I didn't even know William was still there. What an anomaly. Uh, <laughs> they just love signing wingers, don't they? Terrible. Never mind. Um, Saka, I don't think, will be ready in time. Um, Bailey was in my team as well at Villa. Um but I don't think it, well, he's isolating or something, so hasn't trained with them at all. Um, Buendia is now injured. Um, he was getting very template. Then the next six fives, which are relevant. So there's kind of probably only two others um, that I'd be looking at. There's, let's talk about three. Um, so there's the Leeds guys. Um, we'll, we'll cover all of Leeds here. Uh, Rafinha, who's probably the most template midfielder apart from Salah and Bruno at the minute. Um, he seems to be in most people on, on Twitter's template and, and just overall as well. He is in over 20% of teams. Um, look, he, he missed quite a few minutes. He, he was a late arrival last season. Um, Bielsa players, uh, Bielsa teams always seem to improve as well. Whenever we've had a signing, um, whether it's been a full season, half a season, um, they take a bit of time to bed in sometimes, can even improve. And the fact that he looked so good already, um, managed to get 16 returns last season. Um, I think just okay, th- that's already the floor. Um, things will only get get better. I imagine. Well, I imagine and hope, um, which is why he's in a lot of t- teams. Like I think a lot of us were maybe expecting kind of them to kind of push it out at seven, um, especially when Bamford came in at eight. Um, to kind of see a 1.5 difference there, I'm, I'm pretty surprised with. Like compared with midfielders around that range, like his expected assists are kind of nearly ten, whereas someone like I don't know Suchek, um, Ward Prowse, Bowen, Saka are all about about half that. Um, and his expected goal involvement last season was like fifteen. That's just kind of right in line with what he actually achieved. So he's not kind of overegged his stats at all. It's just, it seems like a really sensible, nice pick to have. Um, they have got a couple of rough fixtures in the first few. Um, Man U in game week one um, and Liverpool in game week four. I'm a bit less worried about the Man U game um, as I might have been, well, for good reason, um, in December last year. Um, 
but it doesn't feel like they've kind of got all their guys available. Um, Leeds have had a bit more of a kind of full kind of squad for preseason. Um, still missing a couple of guys, but not not quite as many as Man U. So I don't feel too bad about that game. And then in between between those games, they've got Everton and, and Burnley, which you've got to be confident for uh, for returns. People are even then backing two um, Leeds guys. Um, Harrison at six. Fully expected him to be priced the same. It was quite interesting. I, I think that all I really need to say for Harrison is he was listed as a City mid because he was officially a Man City player at the start of the, this season. And when he was on that list of City players, he was the highest scoring player at Man City. Not the highest scoring player for his price, not the highest scoring player for a mid. He was just the highest scoring Man City player, if he was one. Turns out we can get him at six at Leeds. If you can get anything, like, none of us had him last season. Very few of us have him this season. And I don't really know why, me included. I haven't owned him yet. 160 points is just ridiculous. And again, I'm looking at his stats now. His expected gold involvement is right in line with what he achieved at 18. It's a bit lower, but that's really not too bad at all. Like, it's 14. So it's a little bit under, um, but it's not. Even if it was 14 returns for a six six million midfielder, it's not too bad at all. Um, and then the kind of picks don't stop there. Um, Dallas is five five. Obviously, he's not a four five defender anymore, so he shouldn't be in everybody's team. Um, but I understand why people are still picking him. Um, eight goals is nothing to kind of shake shake your finger <laughs> for a five five mid. There's, there's very few in that kind of range. Um, and if you can afford for him to be maybe your first mid, um, you could be getting returns off there kind of every now and again. Um, it doesn't it doesn't feel too bad of a pick at all. Um, I'm a bit put off purely maybe because like maybe you've got a defender, um, people are on Ailing, maybe you've got Rafinha already. Like, do you want to block yourself in there and and block yourself away from Bamford or something? Like, I think Bamford's quite kind of weirdly underrated yet again this year. Um, we'll talk about him more tomorrow when we do the forwards pod, but I just don't like being locked into kind of triple leads when one of them is probably going to be a bench player. Um, so moving on from Leeds then, because that's the only kind of relevant relevant mids, obviously. Clicks had a really good preseason, but I, I don't think he'll be in the eleven for very long. Um so the other six fives then, the, the ones I wanted to talk about at least. Um, so Delhi's kind of in and out. He's had a pre, quite a good preseason. I've talked about question marks time repeatedly. Uh, I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, there's too many unknowns. Um, Bowen, 14 returns last season. Um, let's just have a look at kind of how that lines up. Yeah, his respective goal involvement was 13. So it's kind of only just slightly gone over. I'm surprised there's not more representation. Um, I think we should probably be backing West Ham from the start of the season. Then maybe because they are a known quantity. Um, unlike a lot of these teams I'm talking about with question marks, we know what we're getting with West Ham. Um, things might get a bit shaky when they're in Europe, um, but that won't be for. I think it's usually kind of a month, month and a half until that that starts. So we don't need to worry about that too much. Um, Likes to kind of a lot of people are clamoring for them to get a, a, another kind of backup forward, but maybe Bowen is that. 
um, Antonio inevitably will get injured at some point. Um, and then you've got a 6-5 forward at what was a top six team last season. Super underrated. I can't believe he's only in 2% of teams. Um, and in fact, in fact, whilst I'm here right now, he's going in my team. Because um, I had Bailey in before, who won't be playing. Um, so Bowen is in for me. I'm on dual West Ham attack. Let's go. And I don't mind that at all. I think that looks good. They've got really good fixtures to start with. Um, I think it looks quite clean. Um, Newcastle in the first game week. Um, Leicester, who are full of injuries at the back. Um, and then Palace and Southampton. It feels really good. I don't think there's much much wrong with that at all. I, there were rumours kicking about of him going to, to Liverpool, but they seem to have died down a bit. Um, so hopefully they, they, stay, they stay quiet um, and, and that, that dies out. We'll move on to the super cheapies now, uh, the six O's and below. In fact, it makes sense for me to stick on West Ham. Uh, Suchek um, is six O. Again, I, I think he's been overlooked. I mean, he's kind of been a bit more widely picked in eleven percent of teams, but he's not really been talked about much on the, the kind of the circles that I'm in, at least. Um, he's got the he got ten goals last season, um, and his XG kind of match that as well that wasn't that wasn't over kind of the odds there he's kind of right online with what we expected uh, he doesn't create much uh, which makes sense I mean he's the big I mean none of us had him to begin with none of us believed it would be relevant because um, well me personally kind of thought he'd just be sitting back he's the big enormous um, almost defensive mid uh, but but no he finds himself in the box all, all the time um, gets his big head um, on the ball I don't mind picking that all. So if you if you're on Bowen at six five and you do need the point five, maybe I'll be looking there to kind of save the point five. Um, I don't think that's too bad of a pick at all. Uh, the other six I've been looking at is Saar. Um, so he was Watford's highest goal scorer last season um, with thirteen. Um, he also got four assists. Um, we know he can do it in the Prem because he's done it before. He was one of those players that when Watford went down, I was like, oh, I wonder who's going to get Saar. I wonder who'll get. Oh no, oh no. They've held on to him. Fair play. I expect him to hit the ground running. Um, if I'm picking a Watford player, it's Saar and nobody else. Well, except for maybe a keeper. <laughs> um, but yeah, the kind of... I guess the only thing is kind of... <laughs> the fact that we really don't have a clue at all who's going to be starting up front means that they probably don't know either. Um, which is never really a good thing for your kind of attacking attacking wingers to know. Um, but hopefully it shouldn't make that much of a difference. Um, I'm looking through the rest of the sixes. Ugh. Oh, there's the, the, the Brentford boy, isn't they? Um, if we're kind of on the promoted guys. Again, so if I'm picking... I know he's... Because he's down at 5.55, five, 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 so if we're going even a bit cheaper, um, there's Brian Bemba. Um, not been talked about much at all. He's only 1% of teams as well. Um, I kind of semi get it, semi don't with with Brentford. Um, they are really attacking. They scored so many goals last season, and, and they do quite consistently in the championship. Um, I understand why people are going to Tony, but six five, and there the are quite a lot of options. A really similar price range. Um, I might be more tempted to just kind of save a bit of money and kind of go and Wember um, rather than. Someone like so, like Dallas might be a bit good. I'd expect Mbemba to kind of outscore Dallas, maybe. Um, I think it's kind of where I'd kind of pin my hat there. 
Um, or at least kind of, I guess I'm surprised that Dallas is so much more owned than than him um, at that price bracket. Um, then the sixes are kind of just staying on the sixes if I can. Um, I don't think there's anyone. Oh, Willock. Um, so Willock's now gone. I don't think he's done the whole holding the shirt or the scarf in front of St. James's yet, but I, I think it's basically confirmed. Ooh, I am excited. I mean, he was breaking records. The guy didn't stop scoring. He literally didn't stop scoring. So I, I guess his streak will be able to keep going because he, he generally just didn't finish scoring. He, he kept going right into the last game of the season. Oh, They've got pretty good fixtures as well, Newcastle. No one talks about Newcastle ever in FPL. I really like Willock. He's so good. And they've kind of they've made St. Max kind of unpickable because he's a forward. And I really just don't like that at all. And then Wilson's obviously always injured. Um, and he's a bit expensive. So maybe if you're going for it, yeah, I, I think that's definitely what I'd say. If you're going for a Newcastle player, I think Willock's the, the pick of the bunch. This is what I'm talking about with this kind of price, but there's so many little exciting little picks here. Kind of promoted sides, the kind of Harrison's, Rafinha's. Um, and then when the Villa guys are here, so when Buendia and Bailey are ready, that they look really good as well. I, I wish we could kind of be considered. Well, no, it's a bit less of a headache, but it's a shame we can't consider them as well. Um, I think the rest of the six, oh, it doesn't stop. No, I'm wrong. I'm still on West Ham. Ben Rama's had an amazing preseason, and we're kind of waiting for him to just kind of kill it, aren't we? Um, so maybe this is the season, but how we're going to pick between this lot, I don't know. Um, I guess I kind of feel okay. Like I'm looking at Bowen now, my team. Like it's a bit of a known known entity. Like, they've got good fixtures. I feel I feel pretty happy with that. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking tomorrow when I'm doing my final draft, and maybe he's gone down to one of these fun sixes, um, and I've kind of spent the point five somewhere else, um, especially because I'm still stuck with Obafemi in my forward line, which obviously isn't great. We'll rattle through the five fives because I don't really think there's anyone that immediately jumps out to me at all. Um, I mean, we've talked about the two the two relevant ones anyway, I think. Um, Damari Gray's someone maybe to keep an eye on. Um, after that, is it a complete wash? It might be from what I can see. I mean, I'd love Yarmolenko to continue his um, Euros form. Um, and then, yeah, that's it. So then we're down to the fives. So fives and four fives are really bad. Um, I'm trying to avoid picking any of them. Um, they're either all just DMs or just not playing. To the point where I don't think there's much to talk about at all. Um, like so Bissouma's the kind of pick for if you just want reliable starts, he'll get you two or three points every week. He's the most owned at that price bracket, he's 15% owned. Um, Billy Gilmore could be a potential little fun one, uh, 9% owned at Norwich um, from Chelsea. Um, he gets it, he was getting a chance. Well, then the few minutes he played, he got a chance every game, um, which is more than can be said for these other guys at this price. Uh, Really rough fixtures to start the season with the um, Brownhill at Burnley. Um, I mean, look, a lot of these stats are anything to write home about. Um, 
But Brownhill is one, I, I guess. Um, I guess I'll say through gritted teeth. Um, he got one attacking return. <laughs> and then I guess the, another one to kind of keep an eye on is Gibbs White. He's kind of been playing number 10 for Wolves. So if that actually happens, um, this is the... Whilst I'm talking about all the worry of these question marks, sometimes it can bring and birth exciting opportunities and that could be a 4-5 attacking mid at Wolves in, in the form of Gibbs White. They do have a couple of injuries, though, so who knows how long that might last. Uh, but that's something um, short-term to maybe have a look at. Um, but really, honestly, these are all horrible. That's why I'm sat with Obafemi, um, because I don't want to be benching a mid. Uh, well, I don't want to have any kind of mid in my team. I just want to play a fight. There's so many good mids. Um, as we've gone through today, um, there's so many in this range um, between 6 and 7-5. Like at the minute for me, it's Rafinha, Torres and Bowen, but honestly, they, they could be any of the, the boys I've talked about. Um, whereas kind of with forwards, I'm kind of getting kind of getting less options in those kind of price brackets. Speaking of forwards, we will cover them tomorrow. Um, like this podcast, that will be out at 5 o'clock. Um, and we'll also do what I'm calling a final draft. Um, it'll be a shorter podcast than these last two, simply because there's less forwards, but we will be covering my team as well. Um, and again, um, like I said yesterday, I do have a mini league join as well. Um, the code for that is ZQY1AL. ZQY1AL. Thank you very much for listening. Again, I will see you tomorrow for the final preseason podcast before the big dead, dead deadline on Friday. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye.